The first game of the season, who the Ravens play? Oh, no, no, no. New England. Patriots. Yeah. They play like crappy teams. Okay. All right. If they gave up 42 against Miami and still had 11 points. Because they had a six-point TD return. All right. They gave up 26 against New England and still had 11 points. Doesn't matter how much they gave up. Like New England was fighting that's, from behind. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter how many points they give up. I, I didn't say it was about how many points. I said their defense looks bad to me. I'm they not had even... three picks against New England. Two picks against. That's because it's New England. Mike Chet. We're good. Who's We're that? Good. Who's that? Who's that? Mike Chet. Oh, he caught. Oh, there you go. There's your boy. That's my boy. That's my boy. Let's go. I've been dreaming about you. Welcome to First and Fifteen, the only podcast is trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Next to him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, a quarter of the season is over. The fantasy season. A quarter of the fantasy season. Man, you better not Good miss correction. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got the game on as we're potting right now. Yeah. Thursday night game, Miami Bengals. But let's talk fantasy for a second. I want to go through positions. Let's talk about the running backs for a second. I want to go through biggest surprise and biggest disappointment so far. For me, the biggest surprise is James Robinson with Jacksonville. Listen, he was not being drafted like the workhorse back that he's been so far this season. A lot of people were drafting ETN, what, Back end of the fourth round ish, middle fourth, back end of the fourth, third, third round. At one point, late second. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, third round. I would probably say the average depth yeah. position for him. Yeah. So actually, ETN could be my biggest disappointment, but my biggest surprise so far is James Robinson, his workload, what he means to that offense at this point. Yeah. What do you guys think? Biggest surprise so far this season for running backs? I mean, to me, honestly, like the whole position in itself. Uh, you know, and mm. this is the first quarter show, so uh, the, I think the reason that I like doing it in quarters is because that's exactly how I view the season. I don't view the season as, okay, you know, the first three weeks are going to be, uh, you know, are going to represent what happens the next 12 to 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what the first, what we've seen in the first quarter is just uh, – uh, running backs as a whole have not seemed to uh, kind of be those league-winning types. They've not seemed to be uh, a position that provides, you know, uh, steady point production mm-hmm. um, uh, or high-end point production. And this is not a trend that I necessarily, you know, am convinced is going to continue, but it is something that's a little bit worrisome. Uh, you know, definitely you can argue that, okay, maybe it's a little bit more of a passing league. And I think to some degree, I think uh, also that uh, teams, are, you know, and uh, team defenses will start kind of catching up a bit. Uh, and at some point, you know, teams will have to adjust. Uh, and you can also argue that we're seeing a lot more committees. And, and we were kind of aware of that already coming into the season. But 
I think, honestly, you know, I think it's one of those things where uh, give it a little bit of time. Uh, you know, O-line's potentially gelling. Uh, again, defense is evolving, teams having mm-hmm. to adjust. We may see the return of the running back or things at least leveling out. So, But, yeah, I've just been shocked uh, at the uh, position as a whole. It's, you know, if you were to redraft right now, there's not necessarily mm-hmm. one running back, I think, that you would just be so excited to take oh, yeah. over the others. And you look throughout, and – even at this stage, like, you know, trying to predict which running back is going to, you know, be a top five, top ten guy the rest of the way, it's still very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, as far as, like, the biggest surprise, you know, I'm definitely in agreement with you. I think the James Robinson, for multiple reasons, you know, seeing a guy come off the Achilles, I think, you know, I got to have, you know, you, you almost have to kind of rethink now players coming off Achilles or at least mm-hmm. give some, uh, you know, some credence to the idea that they may be able to come back that first year and be productive. Uh, so so that's a big one. Um, and I think, you know, the other surprise for me would be um, – Actually, I mean, that's pretty much it, to be quite honest. I mean, everybody else, like, you know, it's kind of, you know, what we anticipated, you know, what we foresaw. There was some other disappointments. I think the uh, Miami backfield as a whole is a disappointment. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, we, you know, we're aware of the Tua injury at this point. But this is a team that looks like they are they either can't run block and they can't run the ball uh, or a team that really just, you know, wants to operate through their best weapons, uh, their wide receivers. And so. That that backfield as a whole, even if you know, to me, I think you know, most of it is the one that you want to have right now. But still, even that, it's kind of a shaky start and a shaky proposition the way they use those guys. We've seen Edmonds juice multiple times uh, in the red zone, yeah. obviously getting that touchdown tonight. So, uh, but yeah, that, that that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, you know, to me, I'm kind of looking at it, the position as a whole. Uh, but I expect a lot to change and and, and things to kind of uh, get uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, Dio, biggest surprise so far, biggest disappointment. Um, <clears throat> so just to really first off to speak on what y'all are talking about, mm-hmm. I kind of see things a lot differently than kind of what y'all were speaking of. Specifically. Of course, of course. Um, <laughs> but spe- speaking of James Robinson, uh, he's been fantasy-wise good. <clears throat> I guess this is us talking fantasy, so that's the most relevant um, information. But I think actually the way he's performed hasn't been as great as what um, most people would assume it's been. Um, he's had, you know, in these games, these one or two big runs where he ends up scoring these touchdowns that kind of inflate his numbers. But if you really look closer at the numbers, he's not really getting much yardage in his other runs. Um, he's getting a great workload, which definitely is what you want in fantasy football. You want as many opportunities as possible. But as far as the yardage he's gaining with these with these carries – they're not as vast as what you would typically assume with how, how great he's been. Again, it's been inflated with touchdowns. He scored a touchdown every single game thus far. If you take that touchdown away, and of course, you know, points are points. If it happens, you know, you have to count it. But, you know, if you do take the touchdown away, his, his numbers don't look that good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not getting that, that much passing work. He's not being involved in the two-minute drill. Um, you know, he, he's not there they're passing back. So that, that's kind of what I was say for that. Now, of course, you can say surprising as far as his fantasy production. He has mm-hmm. done quite well for uh, relative to where he was drafted. And the, the owners of him that have been playing him are, are definitely happy. They're not complaining. And most likely they're going to ride it out. And I, I would definitely recommend riding it out. I'm definitely yeah. not saying anything like trade him or anything like that. 
Um, but as far as I think, I, I guess more so, I don't know if it's something that's very sustainable at all. And, again, if you take away those touchdowns, and I don't expect him to score a touchdown every game. Of course, he might. It's not impossible. It's just unlikely. Um, but if you take those touchdowns away, it's not it's not as great of a look. And then as far as the the running back position, the wide receiver position, you were saying. Mm-hmm. How, but I will uh, say this one thing to interject for okay. James Robinson. The one thing that is going in his favor, at least to date, we'll see how they look against the uh, Eagles, is that he's on a good team. The defense looks like it could be solid. Mm-hmm. The offense looks like it could move the ball. And, I mean, you know, to be determined, they lost, yeah. to, they lost to the, the commanders. I'm, well, what I'm saying is... They beat the Chargers, who's, who's losing everybody. Yeah. So, I, I, don't re- I guess what I'm saying is I'm not, really, I'm not really ready to say they're a good team. Now, they've looked good. They look good. They okay. Look good. And, they, so, so, and they've been in positive game scripts, yeah. which has benefited and, them. And their schedule coming up is not the hardest schedule. Okay? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, mean, they're, they're playing the Eagles this week, so yeah. we'll see. This, so yeah, this is really going to be a defining game yeah. for them yeah. this early part yeah. of the season. So that will really tell us a lot. Yeah. Before where you got them, though, that's to me. To me, the, the surprise is two things: the value oh, yeah, at which you got him, and position. then the idea that he was able to come back off an Achilles. Because those explosive runs, like there's a lot of running backs that are not having explosive runs, and I don't even yeah. know you want to call them explosive, yeah. but they're long runs. And, I mean, and, and he's taking can, them to the house. We can look at Foreman last year, though. Foreman had some long runs. I mean, that's lately. last year. I'm talking, we're talking about 2022. No, I'm just saying, he's coming, <laughs> off, he's coming off an Achilles as well. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we've seen it. But that was two, three years. This was like six, nine months. I mean, this is like yeah, really yeah, a short yeah, period. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, yeah. But again, as far as when we were speaking of the running back and wide receiver position, I, it, it, after week one, obviously probably everybody in the fantasy world would agree with you. You know, mm-hmm. wide receivers by far were... All the wide receiver uh, heavy or main teams were the ones that were really doing well. Um, but if you really look at the totality of the season thus far, and right now we're speaking after week three, with week four about to come, um, besides a few wide receivers, and I'm saying maybe about three or four, mm-hmm. none of them have really just been just off the wall, you know, crazy, you know, production wise. Yeah. You look at somebody like Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously he's the easy target right now, but he yeah. got this great week one, uh-huh. scored probably number one in fantasy receiver points, maybe behind maybe number two behind Cup. Yeah. Um but then since then, mm-hmm. he he hasn't really been productive at all. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm pretty positive you probably had somebody on your bench that outscored him. Yeah. You know, so yeah. um so that you know that's that one week kind of um, again, inflates or skews his numbers because if you yeah. look at totality, he's probably looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at somebody like um, Stephon Diggs. Well, let's not get into receivers, but well, okay, okay, let's not get into it. But yeah, I think my, my I think my point with that statement was like, you know, even though we've seen you know uh, you know the receivers have boom and bust weeks. Their boom weeks have been boom, boom. And we just I haven't agree. seen that and, boom, and, and, boom week. And, and that's the other point you know, I'm going to make. We haven't seen I, the I boom think, weeks from I the running the backs. I think the reason we haven't seen the boom weeks for the running backs, honestly, is, is as simple as they're not scoring touchdowns. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. The wide receivers are scoring the touchdowns. The yeah. running backs are not scoring the touchdowns. Yeah. I think as the season progresses, the grind, agree. the colder weather, um, things like that, uh, when the game slows down for both yeah. sides, now mm-hmm. everybody has tape on each other. And we may be looking at Mixon scoring his second TD right here. Yeah, you see, I think it's actually going to – Happened pretty soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you really look, even last week, Dalvin Cook finally got in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you made a point as far as these committees, and I agree. We are seeing, you know, pretty uh, apparent committees thus far. Um, if these committees, we don't know what's going to happen. They yeah. might stay committees, but I always believe talent is going to prevail. 
Queen mm-hmm. rises to the crop. I mean, Queen rises to the top. Coaches, when they're in dire positions, are going to try to play their best players. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 split of the workload it's interesting at the moment. But I more so look at what are what is the team doing? Are they running near the goal line or are they passing? You yeah. know, um, and I am seeing a lot of running near the goal line. You yeah. know, so I think once that that touchdown luck kind of goes into play. Like you said today, Mixon, he started mm-hmm. this game scoring a touchdown. That's what we love to see. Mm-hmm. He might get another one now. You know, he's in the position. Um, but but who's your most disappointing so, running so, okay, back? Okay, I'm sorry. I was going on a tangent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, my most disappointing running back at this moment actually is Eckler. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's a good one. He's the guy where That's I expected a, a lot, really from that whole offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they've been dealing with injuries yeah. um, f- from the quarterback to the left tackle to their best defensive players. So, I get it, but, you know, excuses are tools. Mm-hmm. So, Eckler, I always felt like he was the type of player where he's game script independent. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if they're in a positive game script, they're going to run the ball with him. He's going to get his, his points. If they're in a negative game script, they're going to probably give him a lot of dump offs, a lot of passes. He's going to get his points. So far, they've kind of been in both ends, especially mm-hmm. that Chiefs game. They start off, you know, great, and then they end up having to try to come back. But we still haven't seen him really have this great workload. Yeah, he's making a lot of catches though. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's kind of living off those catches. I think he yeah, did like ten but, or so targets. But the oh, he didn't get. Did he get in? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't no. think he got it. No, he did. Is that mixing? Yeah. All right, good. Because um, I'm kind of underway on the role. Like that. <laughs> the, the role that you know he's been playing as far as even just having the carries and just and just mm-hmm. and just the snap share. Yeah. We're seeing a we're seeing a lot of Sony Michelle. We're seeing a lot yeah. of Josh and in the red zone too. You know, so yeah. scary that that. What you drafted him for, it's like, yeah, you know, he's talented. He's going to eventually, you know, get into the end zone. He's going to produce. Yeah. But just if he's not getting as big of the pie as he used to be, yeah, a little bit concerning. You know, the crazy thing is, like, if you had to, like, go back and redo a draft right now mm-hmm. with the idea that, yeah, I'm going to think, like, long term. I'm going to think over the entire season. I'm going to try not to let Probably the draft first the same way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you would almost draft the yeah. exact same exactly way. Same like, way yeah. Because you'd be like, you know, you, you – you know, it comes down to like a st- you know, to a, you know, just kind of understanding and or at least not letting yourself be taken away by like some of these, you know, uh, big performances, you know, these grand performances, uh, and understanding that like these guys aren't going to score 30, 40 points week in and week out. You know, I mean, Justin Jefferson is the perfect example. Yeah, you know, such a simple, easy appearance example of yeah. how it can be because mm-hmm. the Justin Jefferson owner is not like they don't want Justin Jefferson on their team yeah. right, right. but at the same time these last two weeks Justin Jefferson's kind of killed kinda hard, you yeah. know so even Kamara you know mm-hmm. I, you know, you're not going to give up on Kamara but he's not really producing so yeah. well you brought up Dalvin Cook what about Dalvin Cook because he's not in the top 20 fantasy uh, producing running backs right now he was going back into the first ish Front end of the second and in some leagues, but like to not be in the top twenty right now. Like, how is Dalvin Cook not in your I'm, yeah, top twenty? He, I mean, he I mean, had one. Ba- he had literally. I mean, he had one bad game. That was mm-hmm. that. That was that Philly game, and that's really where he just kind of got ridden out of the game script. And the coach, what I like hearing was a coach come back and say, you know, that was inexcusable. We mm-hmm. got to get this man the ball, and they and they ended up doing that, and he got mm-hmm. the touchdown. Yeah. I think there's still a lot more work that can be done in the passing game. I'm hoping they can get a little bit more creative from that standpoint. I think 
you know, we heard all all season, or you know, if you kind of you know listen to the tea leaves, that Cousins was just dominating camp. Yeah, and you kind of see it in the games where he's really just looking downfield. He's looking downfield, and he's not taking a lot of these sort of kind of easy dump offs. I think that whole offense so, is, is a, that, that offense as a whole still is working out the kinks. Yeah, absolutely, I yeah, think absolutely. Especially us, we expected so much from that offense with the new coach, yeah. um, <clears throat> Justin Jefferson, the third year in the league. You know, Adam Thielen being old but still being able to be that possession touchdown maker. And then Cook, <clears throat> Cook was doing great last year. Yeah. You would think with the weapons, the offensive system, everything was just going to open up for him. And we just really haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Uh, it could be slightly do it. You know, that Eagles game being on primetime television, everybody watching it just yeah. made them look so bad. Yeah. That yeah. probably gives everybody a sour taste in their mouth. But I think we might come to realize very soon that, the Eagles defense probably is just that defense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where it's yeah. like it could be. everybody's gonna struggle against them. That's one yeah. defense I've been kinda holding on to. I mean, you know, yeah. I've been like, you know, I wanna see it. I wanna see it. Yeah. Uh but and that's a team too. Like I think I I like I can't wait for that uh Eagles Jags team. Cause I you you watch the Eagles and I'm honestly like not like just super impressed. Mm-hmm. They've done very well. I'm you know, impressed. and I've been very happy. I'm impressed. But I'm just like honestly not that impressed. I feel like the defensive schemes and fronts that they've been seeing, uh particularly, you know, secondaries that they've been going up, I feel like a lot of his, you know, RPO looks, a lot of the play calling, you know, they've hit on and he's executed, which is great. But I don't like I haven't seen anything that's just make oh like he's, you know, Reading defense is so so amazing. Mm-hmm. He's think, like going through impressed. his progressions. I think they, why I'm impressed by them is because every I feel like everything they've tried to do has worked for them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they've shown that they can they can run the ball. They show that they can have Hurts throw it downfield. Mm-hmm. They show that they can have throw, Hurts throw it shorter intermediate and have the receiver catch after the run. They've shown that they can use. An array of weapons. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. used AJ Brown. They've used Devontae Smooth. They have used Goddard. Yeah. They've even yeah. used Quez Watkins at times. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, I just don't think that they're that good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll definitely see. I mean, yeah. in reality, man, football teams evolve throughout the season. Yeah, you All know. Right. So you know, just the way a team looks now, we can't guarantee they're going to look that way at the end of the season. So, and that goes for all the teams. So yeah. we'll see what happens. All right. So I'm going to list the top five running backs right now. Give me the one of that top five who you expect not to be there at the end of the season. Okay. All right. So, Saquon is top fantasy running back right now. Yes, sir. Shout Nick, out Saquon. Nick Chubb, James Robinson, CEH, and Andre Swift. Oh, that's easy. See, well, who's, nah. uh, who's most likely not to be in the I'm going to still go CEH. Yeah. I'm going to still go CEH. Nah, I, 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 I 100% CEH. Swift. Say Swift. Swift may be able to miss two or three games and come back and just give you some explosive and, and of, still give and, you more yeah, but CEH, nah, right. The reason not, I say Swift, Swift just misses games so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like even though he's gonna miss these two, yeah. I mean, we say it's two, three. It might even be more. But yeah. Even when he comes back, I mean, keep, keep in mind he went into the last game with the injury already. Yeah. You know, they weren't yeah. sure he was gonna play. He just every season he's, he's broken down. So if I was a betting man, obviously I'd say Swift. Now if Swift stayed healthy, if all these players stayed healthy. I agree. C.H. Yeah. Chase, Chase Evans is not a running back. <laughs> like, he's not a running back. I've watched every single carry this season. He is not a running back. The oh, my goodness. The thing with Chase goodness. Edmonds, though, is this is not the system If it's for not him. Mostert, it's got to be him, right? They yeah. don't really have other running backs they're using. At no point this season will he be able to run in between the tackles. Oh, yeah. I don't That's care if he's just game, yeah. That's never been his game, though. But yeah. I, I believed. But what I'm saying is so if Mostert goes down, they will have to bring somebody in because he cannot do it. 
Yeah. Don't they have a zone blocking scheme? Or they didn't implement that? No, they do have a zone blocking scheme. He just has difficulty. He can't function that either? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think, so he, I think they, the they ran more gap in Arizona anyway, <clears throat> but still. I mean, I just, you know. You just, no, this is this is the 49ers system. No, I'm saying, you know, Edmonds was in Arizona okay. where they ran, you know. They ran <clears throat> gap scheme. All right. All right. So let's move to receivers for a second. Let's do the same thing. Biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. You know, when I think about, like, fantasy receivers, I think my biggest surprise is Waddle. Like, I didn't see Waddle. I didn't That's see. the wrong answer, dude. No, because. I, no, no, no. Waddle is my biggest surprise. The answer, the answer to the question is no. Amon St. Brown. No, see, he's I, the biggest surprise. He's the one that. But he snapped. did it last year too. too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah not I just don't think two. But where Amon was being drafted, he was drafted like a wide receiver two. Yeah, Waddle was yeah. still drafted like a a, a back end wide receiver one. Are they around the same? No, Waddle was going in the in the fourth. Amon St. Brown was going in the sixth, and then started creeping up to the fifth. Yeah, was he? Yeah. All right, all right. He was at, he was in the six at some point, and then yeah, and then he, he started creeping up. When the I'm still surprised by Waddle. Like I, I just didn't think. Again, prayers up to Tua. I just didn't see Waddle. But you know what? That's a function of, and, and Waddle's great. I'm not taking anything away from it. Uh, and one reason why I was, you know, it, it's hard. I think it was hard to be on Hill and Waddle. It's hard right, to like right. say I'm going in. I'm trying to get as much as possible mm-hmm. because that means you have to have a lot of faith in Tua. Right. But really, I think where we, at least, what I'll say I missed on this situation mm-hmm. was not. Really taking a look at this Miami Dolphins team and understanding that they were not going to be able to run the way that we mm. all thought they were going to be able to run yeah. or be able to incorporate the run game, you know, because we weren't sure, are they, you know, are they going to utilize their, you know, best options, which are the receivers? Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, is he coming from San Francisco? Is he going to want to try to, you know, pound, you know, pound the ground? And, and you know, watching it after the fact, mm-hmm. I'm just like, how did I like I mean, not see this? And it's wait. such a narrow target that, tree. That, so, and that's the biggest significant but, factor. But yeah, mm-hmm. so you got a, you got a team that really is not running, a team that has a narrow target tree, and this is a kicker. And we talked about this in the all season, like, and we talk about teams that do this when they're in the red zone. What do they like to do mostly? They like to pass most. Mm-hmm. They like to pass more. Even their running backs, when they're scoring touchdowns, they're passing TDs. Mm-hmm. So like, that's like the perfect situation. I think if we would have known that. You know, their run pass uh, splits were going to be what they currently are. Mm-hmm. You know, Tua would have been like a locked third, think, second round pick. Mm-hmm. I think know, the most biggest drafts. factor, though, that we just missed, and I don't even think we really could have figured it out, was they're not using any other receivers but Tyreek and Oh, Warren. yeah. Like, yeah it's, it's almost like yeah. they told yeah. them, you're playing the whole game. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, get your track shoes on, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> They're barely even using Gusecki, the tight end. Right, right. So, it's like every pass play is going to either wide receiver one yeah. or mm-hmm. wide receiver two. two. Yeah. You can put those guys however way you want to work. They're still getting the targets yeah. anyway. So, And again, the best thing about it, too, you know, you love coaches like this who use motion, who, like, mm-hmm. you know, put their receivers in, you know, in the slots, in the backfield, on the outside, as opposed mm-hmm. to – this idiot, you know, let me, let me pull that back. As opposed to what's going on in Arizona, <laughs> where his wide receivers literally line up in the same spot no matter what. You know, like, use play action pass. Yeah. Use pre-snap motion. Yeah. Use, incorporate things that at least make defenses have to think and be concerned. 
and, and so you love seeing that with the Dolphins. We talked about like in the all season trying to draft, you know, trying to figure out, you know, our team is going to be trying to like incorporate wide receivers more in the backfield, incorporate more of a Debo role, a hybrid role. Not that they're going to give giving them ten carries a game, but those those like we talked about lining up in the backfield and then like scheming a play where your wide receiver is lined up against a linebacker. That's just money. Like mm-hmm. those are fantasy points in the bucket right there, and we're seeing that with Tyreek Hill. We'll probably end up seeing with Waddle a little bit. So this is, uh, you know, he's definitely proven at least thus far. We'll see if teams catch up. He's proven thus far that like you know he, he's he's a very you know good or a mate or he's a he's a good offensive coordinator, head coach, uh, play caller, game schemer. I mean, just everything about this offense I, I really love. And two is just showing out as far as or was showing out as far as him being able to uh you know really make all of these options fancy viable even Gasecki from time mm-hmm. to time looks fancy viable yeah Adayo biggest surprise so far this season receiver I already told you the answer who Amon St. Brown oh okay yeah, yeah Amon well, St. Brown the guy's top five in, in fantasy wide receivers right now yeah, but I I think we all kind of saw that though. Well, maybe it, not top five, no, but I, I saw I him being. I guarantee you, a top ten receiver. Not seeing it like that because so, he would have been drafted. Yeah, I have two, and and they're not really surprises. They're just you know they were kind of unknowns, and I'm we had to kind of. You didn't go with your boy, who Curtis Samuel, man. That's not a surprise though. Oh come on, come on look, on. okay, look, come on. look, <laughs> no, straight, straight face. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I told y'all last year, Curtis Samuel, the role they were going to give this guy. I, I think y'all were trying to. Compare T Mac and Curtis Samuel too much. Y'all thought when I was talking about Curtis Samuel, y'all thought I envisioned him playing the role T Mac plays, mm-hmm. and that's not Curtis Samuel's role. If you remember back in college, Curtis Samuel played a lot of running back. Yeah, you know he we were actually, about that earlier. you know yeah. he he was he was built for that. Mm-hmm. And T Mac, as we've seen, he tends to be I don't want to say a field stretcher, mm-hmm. but he tends to take these deeper routes. Yeah, you know bonds, posts, out mm-hmm. deep outs, you know like that. So again. With the commanders, the Washington football team at the time, give him that type of contract, mm-hmm. them not having a major wide receiver two there, mm-hmm. somebody yeah. to help take the workload off of T-Mac, all he had to do was get into the game. He was going to show out. Now, obviously, unfortunately, he, he had the injury. I had to stop talking about him, you know, mm-hmm. hyping up. And then come this season, I couldn't talk about it as much because everybody was already rolling their eyes at me. But, <laughs> no. you know, he's starting to show that. You know, all he needed was to be healthy and yeah. get the role, you know. Yeah. And he's not the fastest guy out there. No, that's he's a great not the call. strongest. That's a great call. But he's yeah. getting the opportunities. Yeah. I think you, know? you, were one, you were one of the – literally the only person I know that, you know, everybody's on everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no hidden gems. But to me, it's how you talk about a player, if you can kind of define their role, if you can, you know, talk about them from a standpoint of, like, I'm not drafting a lot of Terry McLaurin because Wait, I feel like 64? Curtis Samuel. 54. That was a 64? No, I think that was 54. 54 yards. It just says 64 on the. That's 64? Damn. They celebrated like it's a 64. Okay. Damn. But yes, yeah, you were talking about Curtis Samuel in the same breath and same vein as you were talking about Terry McLaurin yeah, and being yeah, able yeah, to produce yeah. as much. Right. So I'd like, yeah, you definitely deserve a lot of credit for yeah. that. And for that reason, like, and that's the thing, you know, going back to the Logan Thomases. Being aware of these guys, like really being aware of these guys, made me. It was so easy for me to see. Oh, Curtis Samuel's on the waiver, four hundred and fifty dollar fab. Yeah. While other people were like, "Man, maybe that's a one week fab." No, <clears throat> I was like, "No, four hundred 
$450, like, this is like, like, you know, as long as he's healthy, this could be an every week thing where he leads his team in targets. That's the mm-hmm. thing that I'm still, when, when somebody gets an injury that, you know, lingers so much like it did yeah. last year for him, I'm always concerned, like. Oh, yeah, it's always a possibility. You know, it's just, like, every time he gets hit hard, I'm always like, oh, is he going to yeah. get up? Does he look like he's, <laughs> yeah. you know, flexing think, a little bit? But I think the greatest, you know, to me, the two biggest surprises are Christian Kirk. Um, oh, yeah. That's you know, one. again, talking about, you know, you know, uh, offensive coordinators so and, and head mm-hmm. court. Did we disrespect him? Yeah, I think we, we were just a lot of unknown. We, we didn't talk we about him. We felt like he, we disrespected the fact that everybody assumed he was, he was being overpaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that was disrespectful. Like he was not deserving of the type of yeah. money he got. And in that reality, you know, you deserve whatever somebody's willing to pay you. Yeah. And, and when you look at the other contracts compared to his now, yeah. and, and his, and his, Fantasy production, you could say that like they got a deal. Yeah, <laughs> they got a deal. Yeah. But again, like another wide receiver where they are like lining them up in the backfield at times, they're moving them around the formation. Uh, you know, they are really like and they they're scheming it, you know, to get him open. You know, scheming you know to get him the ball. So if you're gonna bring up Kirk. And the last one too was well, what, uh, Drake London. Go ahead. Uh, you Go can ahead. You know, you're gonna be able to talk about yeah. it. But if you're gonna talk about Kirk, also please mention uh, Zay Jones. Yeah. I think Zay Jones is Doing great. He actually led the team in targets and yards last yep. year. I mean, last week as well as scoring a touchdown. So don't forget about him. I think people still haven't really realized how how well he's doing. Really, the Jaguars' offense as a whole. We already spoke about him a little bit, yeah, including the defense. Um, yeah, but yeah, Zay Jones has really been doing well. And then you were going to say Drake London. Yeah, yeah, I was. You know, and they like you know, as you should know, he was someone I was like really targeting late in drafts. I kind of came on late, mm-hmm. uh, and I wish I would have kind of you know been on him a lot earlier. Uh, but I just love the way he looks, and he seems like just such a perfect fit in that offense. Smooth. I think he can operate at all areas of the field. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like he has explosion. Um, I think he's someone like. Uh, not to like get too far ahead as far as 2023 drafting, but he's someone I'm gonna be like very, very high on. I don't think there's a round where like you know outside of the top three where I won't, you know, I'm not gonna be targeting him heavily. So, um, so it's crazy because when I was watching Drake London this last game, and I've seen two of their games now. I've seen all of them, but I really watched and paid attention to two of them. It's almost like Drake London has taken the role of what we wanted Kyle Pitts to take, or what. People wanted Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. to take. Mm-hmm. He's their red zone target. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's getting he's getting those, you know, matriculate down the field type targets, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly he he has the size of a tight end too. He's a big There goes Mostert. There goes Mostert. Oh. He's, a, he's he's see, they said, you know, they said he was back to full speed, but he's not back to full game speed. He's yeah, he, he's, he's not he's not looked like his forty nine oh, he's already got the job. That's why yeah. I before the game, I told you I'm sitting all Edmonds, yeah. and if I have Moster, Moster's getting in there. Uh, but you can see that, uh, like he's not fully back to that 49ers, you know, just game breaking speed. You're, you're Still playing, finding his you're way back. Moster right now, in like a couple lines. Oh yeah, you can. I mean, he's the, the amount of snaps that he's seen and carries, the touches that he's seen, and yeah. this so. But you it, said it yourself. The Dolphins, when they're getting close to the, uh, end he's not someone I'm trying to play. Okay, like I played him in DFS over Edmonds, and I think maybe in one or two leagues where I, like, I really needed the running backs. Yeah, okay. I try. I pretty much said Edmonds across the board. Edmonds, you definitely can't play. But now with Bridgewater, I feel like Moser becomes more of a play because we'll I, I I do think the offense is limited with Bridgewater. We'll see. 
We'll see. I don't yeah. even know what I was talking about before I was interrupted. So this is the problem with podcasting with a game on. Sorry, right, right, sorry, right. sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's play this game one more time. I'm going to give you the top five receivers. Tell oh, me who's oh, wait, the most. Oh wait, wait, wait. Uh, that's right. Yeah. We're talking about Drake London. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to piggyback off of that. <clears throat> that notion is, um, and I was saying it the last episode we had yeah. these rookie, and you actually made the comment that I was saying yeah. these rookie wide receivers. Yeah. Um, the way, and I'm gonna even lean into this even more going forward Mm -hmm. but these rookie wide receivers during draft season because they're so much unknown we don't know how good they're going to be i feel like they're all undervalued because once we now see them on the field yeah and we're it's only week we're about to get into week four and you're already saying next year you're going to probably draft them high you know so these guys that we were drafting these middle part of the drafts they're all going up in value dotson's going up Mm -hmm. uh dobbs is going up Burks, he started to, you know, do a little something. Yeah. He's going to come up. Um, all these guys, um, what, what's his name? Uh, Garrett Wilson, he's mm-hmm. coming up in value. Yeah. I mean, every single one of those wide receivers except for yeah. Pickens maybe and Alec Pierce, and it's still early for them. Yeah. yeah. We can still see, oh, and also Sky Moore, you know. Yeah. We can still see all those guys show out. So You holding on to Sky Moore? He's not holding on to Sky Moore. <laughs> Me? Yeah. He probably doesn't even have any Sky Moore. <laughs> I have very, very few Sky Moore. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm not holding on to him. All right, all right. So, top five receivers, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Amon Ross St. Brown. Told you. Jalen Waddle, Tariq Hill. That rounds out the top five. Who's yeah. most likely going to be bumped out of that top five? With a two injury, I'd probably say Waddle. Mm. But, it, I mean, he won't be far behind, but I'd probably say Waddle. I would say Waddle, too, just because he's not the main beneficiary on that team. Yeah. Or, like, I'm not even going to say he's not the main because that's to be determined. Yeah. It's just that there's another wide receiver that can also get – yeah, those mm-hmm. Montari, and also could be, you know, in the top five by the end of the season. Yeah. I don't think those yeah. other receivers have a guy that can be in yeah. the top five that yeah. they're playing with. All right, guys. So let's move the tight end. I think tight end is actually more of a surprise than anything because listen, I feel like it has not been at all. Uh, I, I didn't like, see Conklin being what is he? What, that what? was literally our. Did you were you not listening to us the entire off season? I drafted that was Conklin. literally yeah. our I'm strategy. So, I'm so disappointed. All these guys not, in the I middle spent, range. Ignore. <laughs> no, no, no. I so know that that was what we, we were literally saying, in the in our, in our online in our on, the the one draft that we like did uh, you know all together. We got conked, but I we, who do we get? We got Ingram and Joku, Higby, Conklin. and Conklin. And Conklin. <laughs> right? No, no, we but, got all four. No, no, we, didn't get you, we, we picked them up. We, later, we ended up picking them up like yeah. week who one. We dra- no, we drafted commit. We, we, we and we, did, we let him yeah, go. We quick. shot him real quick. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but did you see Conklin being <laughs> gone? Go, go, we knew we, yeah, we knew we we knew we were through all this. Kick rock, <laughs> did you see Conklin being a top three tight end? Though? Honestly, top three. No, I didn't see him being a top three. But we talked about this like all off season. They kept talking about how he was getting like a lot of targets. He was one of their most yeah. targeted wide receivers. I think I'm not surprised. Uh, I think I'm more surprised that Flacco. Was also seemed to be his favorite. Mm-hmm. I was I wasn't as surprised to hear that Zach Wilson was favoring him too. We'll see mm-hmm. how much it continues. Uh, I don't, you know, with those type of weapons, I think if Conklin is leading you in targets, I think that's an issue. You yeah. know, that, that's I, just, I think the biggest discussion really is not so much about Conklin because you're saying that would you were you expecting to see him in the top three? Of course, you're not expecting yeah. to see anybody mm-hmm. really in any slot. Really, mm-hmm. what you're betting on is talent and role. You know, yeah. with with Conklin. For me personally, you know, and y'all know I was the guy uh, with Conklin last year. Yeah, yeah. You were. Y'all you remember were. the first day I brought up Conklin in our group yeah. chat. Yeah. Like, for me, I always believed in the talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was already checked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the only question now was the role. And like Abby was saying, we were hearing 
Conklin was, you know, becoming a a blanket for, you know, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson and people were talking about how he's going to have a big season. So now that it's actually playing out, mm-hmm. and again, I already believe the talent was there, mm-hmm. he's actually showing what he's able to do. That yeah. statement is so important, though. Like, I believed in the talent. Because, you know, it's one thing to, like, say, okay, I'm going to take a shot at this guy and draft him. It's another thing to say, I'm going to put him in my starting lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being able to start Conklin from literally week one in mm-hmm. certain leagues yeah. or, you know, you know definitely at the week me. two, yeah, yeah. you know, like, and starting them week three, like, you got all those points, yeah. you know. Even yeah. Njoku, someone like, you know, who I ended up, like, being, like, very high on, I can't call that a win because you, did, you, you know, I started him week one. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't put up much. Week two was like very meh as well. And then I was like, you know what? I, and I haven't seen what I you wanted. You set him for week Only, three. You set him for week three off. and he went off. Yeah. So that's a loss. It doesn't matter where he ranks in those top three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's a loss if you didn't start him. I'm so, it, to me, your like accuracy when it comes to starting a player that you draft is so much more important than you just draft. drafting yeah. a guy. Mm-hmm. If that guy's on your bench, it's irrelevant. It's so significant. So mm-hmm. for me, like, I can't, you know, I can't tout being on a guy, you know, him going off. But then I didn't start him. But yeah. someone like Conklin, someone like Curtis Samuel, feeling confident and putting them in the lineup and then getting the production, that's you know that's why I love playing the game. You know yeah. these yeah. these guys that we draft in the first you know five to six rounds, minus Daryl Mooney. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> the guys that we draft like early, like they just they just in your lineup. They're gonna have some bad games. They have some good games. Like Waddle's not having a great game. Chase not having a good game. But I'm not even. I don't even think twice about that. People yeah. complain about you know. Justin Jefferson, I, I don't even think twice about that. He's just in the lineup. Like whatever he produces is what he produces. Yeah. You know, like you're not, you're not, you're not even thinking. Like don't if if you listen to people who are like you know spending more than 15, 20 minutes talking about why Justin Jefferson's doing this and that. Like you, you can probably you're, you're probably wasting twenty minutes of your life because it's not going to make a difference as whether or not you like have him in your lineup or mm-hmm. not. You mm-hmm. know, it's about where yeah. he's going to finish overall. Like yeah. I said, yeah. like I was trying to say. <clears throat> I don't think we should be talking so much about Conklin and him being where he's ranked. I think the the more important discussion is really the other tight ends that we expected to actually be there. Mm-hmm. Why are they not there? Specifically, mm-hmm. your Kyle Pitts. Oh, they go to Chase. Your um, that'll make Chase on his. This happen. man cannot concentrate while he's watching. The game, <laughs> I, t- I, t- uh, I told y'all this. <laughs> your, your Kyle Pitts. I told y'all what's this. going on with him? Your your um, yeah. Darren Waller. What's going on with him? Schultz too. Um, Schultz, well, Schultz injury, but still, yeah. you still know, he hasn't I mean, really done much. Same thing with George Kittle mm-hmm. injury. Yeah. He came back last week. He didn't do really do much. You know, yeah. you can excuse that, or whatever. But really, all these other tight ends. Your Hawkinson. He's not really doing much. Yeah. Uh, God, God is doing pretty okay. Yeah, I, I but he's that. not getting a lot of targets himself. He's just been right, kind right. of efficient. Okay. Yeah. So, and I see a lot of people on Twitter kind of talking about it, but tight end position has kind of been a a a a waste field. Mm-hmm. It's like guys that you had high hopes for, like your Pat Fryermoose, you know, people like that. Your commits, oh, commits killing people. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. Um, oh, you should you should those, not be you, and, and, please and, not be sorry. Commit this. It, it makes me feel more assured of my approach that I was doing a lot this year where I was like, let me get these super, super duper late yep. tight yeah. ends who yeah. actually happen to be the ones that are producing. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. you said, your Njoku's, your Eva Ingram's, your uh your uh your Tyler Conklin's, people like that. Uh, I was Tyler know, Higby. Tyler Higby, yeah. Tell you know, like you do you are you, you know, like are you sure you want to draft? I remember that. Like, yeah. like, like, why <laughs> because are we draft now we get the truth. This many okay. really, really, the problem is we shouldn't have drafted the commit. <laughs> right, right. We should have drafted the commit. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was the problem. Every every other time we got later, yeah, actually hit for us. But um, 
So yeah, and, and just full disclosure, I was taking Mo Alley Cox too and John jo- Smith, yeah, but I let them too. go. But yeah. I took them so late as well as Conklin, it didn't yeah. matter. I, yeah. I was able to figure out which one I wanted to keep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think just and again, the reason why these players we were on them, you know, your your, your Conklins, your and Jokers, because mm-hmm. they have the roles. Yeah. yeah, you know, or we we assumed they would have the roles, and yeah. we believed in their talent. talent. Yeah, you yeah. know, so. Uh, once the two married each other, you know, obviously fantasy points. Um, yeah. Hoopers, were Hoopers were dropped too. Oh, kind yeah, of on Hooper yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So top five tight ends, Mark Andrews, as expected. Travis Kelsey, Tyler Conklin, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby. Who's most likely not going to be in the top five by the end of the season? Say that list one more time. Andrews, oh, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz. Kelsey, Conklin, Conklin Ertz. I'm, I'm gonna go with Ertz because Ertz right now um, mm-hmm. is having to see targets out of necessity. Um, I think he'll still ha- he'll still be productive, but I don't think he's gonna see the target share that he's currently seeing right now. Once you get D Hop back, you get Rondell Moore back. Uh, these guys are gonna be healthy. Now you see you seeing what kind of Dorch can do as well. That's what that I was gonna say. Do you think fever. Rondell Moore is gonna have that that same? <laughs> He better have a better role than that. I mean, he better. I think he'll have that and more potentially. But the thing with Ron, and this is a you know unfortunate, and I and I knew this going back to college. He you know this was a thing. This was a knock on him, uh, not just not being able to stay healthy, but at the hamstring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always had hamstring issues. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like you know I. This will probably be the last year where I'm like really in on Rondell Moore at any significant like draft capital. And then he's gonna go off next year. So right, right, right. right. And then next year I mean, if if, if that costs, like if he's going pretty late, I'll draft him. But like if he if he like ends up doing well this year, takes over the Christian Kirk role and finds his you know self in the seventh eighth round, I'm be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I may question that just whether or not he can stay healthy. So well, right. even though even if he st- if he has a good year. Next year he's he's not going to be no higher than wide receiver three on the team. Like Hopkins not yeah, going away, Hollywood is mm-hmm. not going away. That's true. So he's going to be the wide receiver three at the most. That's true. But I could see. I mean, I honestly I could see him pushing. I could literally see him pushing Marquise Brown for targets. Mm-hmm. I could I could one hundred percent see that. That's Kyler's homeboy, and you know they're they're going to pay him. Too. I know that's Kyler. I don't necessarily know they're going. Well, play. they traded. I, guess, him. I, guess, I mean, he yeah. he's, he has a contract that's. I think they even said they were negotiating. So yeah. They, they I don't know what they're going to pay him. Oh, man. Mixing owners got to be pissed right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're just being greedy. You, you got your touchdown. This man. is a – well, they only up by five. A, a three just, you know, puts them up by eight. They want to get this touchdown. I say a play-action pass here to tight end. Not a chase. Um. Uh, so, yeah. So, I say Conklin only because all those other tight ends, they've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, they have yeah. the, the history yeah. of being able to sustain – uh, I don't really see any major, major things occurring. You know, you, you brought up Ertz. Yeah. Hopkins is coming to come in the fold. Really, that's just the only factor around them more. But other than that, <clears throat> yeah, really, yeah, Conklin and Hurts likely not. Yeah, Conklin. Both, both of those guys are and, likely and, and not. And again, I mentioned Waller, Kittle, and Pitts yeah. are still they're yeah. going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably even throw in Schultz in there. Yeah. Higby, the Higby's a question mark because they're just missing They're missing a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Man, I told y'all. Man, See, I told y'all Allen Robinson. <laughs> Allen Robinson. I told y'all. Man. I told he's y'all. Dead. Dead. He's dead. Play action pass. Who was it? Tight end. Tight end. Told you. You called it. Oh, they called a... Uh, it's probably a hold on. They called a flag? I mean, they threw a flag? I think it was a holding on the uh, DB. I didn't see Cause a flag. Because I think uh, Chase, Chase ran around too out there. I don't see a flag though. Oh, yeah, no flag. Who is that? Hurst? Oh, yeah. man, I said yeah, Hurst too. Yeah. Yeah, it was on defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. All right. So let's move to quarterbacks for a second. Listen, man. The quarterback position, my boy Lamar showing up. Your boy. 
Yeah, my boy. Yes, yes. I drafted <laughs> the hell out of Lamar, and I'm the one who said that they should have paid him and that he should have yeah, sat out. Yeah, like until he got paid. Okay, but okay. no. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. To me, biggest surprise is Carson Wentz being a top five quarterback fantasy wise at this point. Listen, we had a whole Carson episode. Carson Wentz is a top five quarterback. Yeah, top five quarterback. I started that man week one, and I started him week two. Yeah, I sat him week three. I may play him. Week four. Listen, we had a whole episode questioning whether Carson Wentz was broken. Did you last see him last season. game? Last season. Did you yes. see him last game? But you, just, he's a matchup play. Yes. He's yeah, a matchup quarterback he, he, play. I think the, 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 with that first game, and I even think the second game, mm-hmm. their defense was, was so bad. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing. They literally thing. just had to kept th- keep throwing the ball to try to keep up. Yeah. The beautiful yeah. thing is they – look. They cannot run the ball because Antonio Gibson cannot run the ball. Yeah, he's not doing mm-hmm. So everything yeah. has to come through the air. And yeah. they have he has playmakers, yeah. including Antonio Gibson yeah. and JD McKissick. Mm-hmm. So he can be a, you know, he can be, you know, garbage. Yeah. As long as he's getting the balls at some degree of act, you know, you know, accuracy. He just has to, to keep doing that because there's been there's been, you know, whispers, you know, questioning his job security. I doubt mm-hmm. that. No, there has. They he they have to, yeah. have to they have to actually answer to that saying they're going to let Wentz yeah, play not. out the whole season. They traded for they're him. Just they're taking up for his boy. Uh, no, no, no. no if, you say, if, you say, <laughs> man, if you say the name Taylor Heineke, he's <laughs> taking up was, for his boy Taylor Heineke. Honestly, I didn't, I, I didn't even realize Heineke was Oh, you didn't know? No, I, I, oh, come I, on. You were a big back Heineke up, fan last year. No, no, they're not going to. I was thinking if they're going to replace him, they're going to replace him with that rookie who they like. Sam Howell. Yeah. I think, I think okay. all these rookie I quarterbacks, see. I feel like if the quarterback yeah. in front of them struggle, they're going to get an opportunity because otherwise, because yeah. really with these with these rookies, late rookies, yeah. if you can't see what you got now, you're not yeah. going to hold them for years and then see later. Yeah. You got to see what you have right now. Same thing, you can look at Desmond Ritter. Yeah. If Mariota struggles, I see mm-hmm. Ritter getting in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. same thing we, we, with Tannehill. If Tannehill yeah. struggles, Willis will get in there, you know. So, I, as long as Howell isn't trash, trash. I think he'll jump Heineke if if there is a hmm. yeah he change. should he should because you want you want to see what you have in your future right. I was yeah. I'll say this like you know definitely I think that for me the biggest surprise uh, from a quarterback position I shouldn't and, and maybe I'm, I shouldn't be all that surprised but just disappointment disappointment is a better word has been Kyler Murray mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know why I'm disappointed man I just love seeing all these Tyreek Hill targets keep going baby. Right. Yeah, it's just it's just disappointment. And and I don't know why I'm disappointed because like it's much of the same. Like it's the same offensive system. Mm-hmm. It's the same like mundane play calling. It's you know, so we mundane. we knew we we knew that they were going to be like kind of lacking weapons to start the season. Now they've had some more injuries as well. Who was the other guy who played the X last year? Uh the Antoine young Wesley. Antoine what's he's still, he's been injured. He's hurt. Yeah, he's still hurt, right? Yeah. I think getting him back you know, I, I I don't. If I see AJ Green on the field, I'm like, I'm gonna yeah, break something. Gosh. So yeah. like, but I think it, I honestly think getting Antoine Wesley back would be huge because they lack that. Because I do not think that Marquise Brown is that guy. I think Marquise Brown needs to be the guy that extends he just got the like field. 14, 15 targets. I know, but they were 14 ineffective targets. They were like 14 ineffective I mean, he targets. Was on, that he did was on Jalen Rams and he was like getting those catches. No, he was not on Jalen Rams. Doesn't he doesn't. was? They were talking. They trash. don't shat, They don't shadow. He he may have got like but I'm one or you, two. They were talking like, trash to each other. Look, I tell the you, Marquise Brown is not that dude. I mean, I'm just saying he was he was being held by Ramsey. He got like a million targets and he was actually getting. Them. But not all of those were on Ramsey. Not all of them, but a good amount of them were. I don't necessarily know about that, but anyway, anyway, what I'm saying is he's still not that dude. Like. Him as your like number one wide receiver is not gonna win, is like not gonna make your team better. But he's not gonna be the number one. He's gonna be the number two. 
I don't know if he's going to be the number two. Mm-hmm. I, what I'm saying is his best role is as a field stretcher. And that can still be very, very valuable for fantasy. I'm just saying I don't, I don't want him being like the possession receiver. That's not what his job is. That's not what his job is. I mean, again, he had like 14 targets. So he kind of played the possession receiver and did role well with last them. week. And did well with them. He had over 100 yards. I On 14 targets. I mean, I'm just saying, who else do they have? <laughs> they had no, I'm just a Marquise Brown. It's crazy to think I was like the biggest Marquise Brown You were. Fan. You were. Like, I was like drafting all so, about so, Marquise Brown. So you're, you're disappointed in him. Like, you're like. I'm not disappointed wasn't. in Marquise Brown. No, it's not. I'm not I don't want to make this about Marquise Brown. I'm talking about I'm disappointed in the offense. Okay. And, and, and part of my disappointment and my issues with the Marquise Brown thing is that, or what I'm saying is, once guys are healthy, once we get those possession wide receivers in, when we get, once we get a slot wide receiver in, then Marquise Brown can kick out to his, to his role of being the field stretcher where I think that will allow the offense to open up. I see. Because right mm-hmm. now he's forced to be the possession receiver, and there's no one who can really extend the field. They had this sort of kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, air raid offense. Uh, or they have like four or five wide receivers out on the field, and it's all like horizontal passing. There's no one really extending the field. There's no deep threat. But I think if once they put them on the outside, when we get Hopkins back, when hopefully we get Rondell Moore back, that will open up the field, and that will allow Kyler to be Kyler. So I'm still holding out high hope for Kyler. I just was hoping more from uh, an offensive scheme standpoint that they would be able to do a little bit better. It doesn't seem like he's running as much this year. I know, and that's hurting. Yeah, and I don't know if it's due to the defense, like corralling him in, yeah. like containing him in the pocket, or the just the offensive game plan yeah. is to actually throw it more than actually have designed runs. Probably a little bit, you know, you know who knows, but part of that too is like, who, who, what, who are defenses scared of going deep? Because Marquise yeah. Brown is really going deep. Yeah. They're not. No one's worried about you know Isabella. Yeah, and they they haven't really showed much out of Connor either to really have people yeah. nervous about the RPO. Nobody, like nobody nobody's threat, concerned so. about any of those things. The whole offense as a whole has just kind of been you know underwhelming. But I do think I'm not going to give up on Kyler just yet. I do think that like if you get if we get these weapons back, if Marquise Brown can breathe the field stretcher, we have more guys that defenses are concerned about. I do think that even with Cliff as a play caller, that this can be an explosive yeah. offense. You know, and then that'll open things up for uh for Kyler when defenses have to dedicate two second you know, two DBs to keeping Marquise Brown, you know, uh underneath the defense. Yeah. You know you know who, who we are giving up on? Who? Russell Wilson. Oh, I'm not giving man. up. I'm starting Russell Wilson this week. What? With confidence. No. Man, I'm telling you. you I'm out. Russell Count Wilson out. was always. <laughs> Russell Wilson is a matchup play. There are certain quarterbacks who are matchup plays, and you just got to like. like I'm, I feel very, very confident, actually, in starting if, if, Russell if Wilson. If he's playing a team like the Texans, is he a matchup play? Say what? If he's playing a no. team like the Tef- Texans. No. No? No, because they could have just run against the Texans. Okay. So, he needs to be up so, against a team that can score points. Okay. That can, you know, at least have some type of offensive competency. Uh, but a team that has a defense that will allow him to, you know, extend the field, throw the ball deep. Okay. Uh, and I think, I think that's basically what we'll be able to see with the, uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Outside of, you know, one cornerback, you know, they don't really have anybody that you're concerned about in the secondary. I don't know. I, I just don't feel confident. I don't like, think he's, he's good. I don't think he has a talent, honestly. I mean, people said well, the same thing week one when, you know, when it came to starting wins. Yeah. Some of these guys, you just got to start with confidence. Yeah, but the thing is, Wentz is producing with talent. Like, Russ has talent. He got Jerry Judy. He has Cortland Sutton. 
He's thrown two touchdowns all season. That I mean, stuff, will, on, that stuff is going to correct itself. That's not going to happen. Oh, no, and then no, when no. Russ has his big game, it's going to be like, oh, they corrected the offense. Oh, Russ got it. He's not going to go Dude. his entire. They're not going to go the entire season struggling that much in the red zone. It's just oh, not no, going to happen. I guarantee it. It don't look good. It don't. Not, I'm not saying you look, can. You can definitely. Like they, they waste their money. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. From that standpoint, yeah. From the standpoint yeah. of like, is he you know one of the quarterbacks that you should have like drafted to like be the number one? No. Yeah. He's not yeah. not looking good. But as far as like, am I going to drop him? Am I not like not going to bench him? The entire no, no, no. I, I don't. I, a player like him, I don't even. I wouldn't even recommend dropping because if he is. If he does turn out to be valuable, you just gave a gift. Well, that's what I'm saying. Too. So then you're not giving up on him. Because if you were truly giving up on him, you would drop him and you would sabotage. Well, you would do a sabotage drop. Yeah, but. Like, ha ha. Like, I, yeah. There's some players <laughs> so, yeah, I give laying up out on. Traps. I give up on, but at the same time, I give up on him. And like, it's almost like that John Wall stuff. Like, yeah, we don't want you part of the team. <laughs> but we want you to be a mentor. Oh, yeah, yeah, you John Wall them up. Huh? You ain't gonna dress out for the game, but you know, just look, man. You can do. You, you can dance in the background. Yeah, man, but like, you uh, know, we're, just don't come around for practice or or anything like that. Like, we'll call you when we need you. Yeah, show for the photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about defenses uh, because we kind of talked about them a little bit. Listen, I like this Baltimore Ravens defense fantasy wise. Not necessarily NFL wise. Yeah, they're top five defense, I believe. Three, four, right into the top five. That's my biggest surprise. Again, they were banged up last season, so I kind of expected them to do well, but not to be a top five defense. They look decent. They get a lot of turnovers. Three interceptions, I believe, last game. They get a lot of turnovers. Who's the biggest surprise so far? I think I know the answer, but. Who's the biggest surprise when it comes to defense? Not the Ravens. <laughs> so you saw the Ravens being a no, good defense? No, man. That defense is trash. <laughs> for for fantasy, not good. No, man. Defense. I'm telling you, they had a kickoff return. They had a couple, you know, they played the Jets. Like, I'm, you know. That's a part know. of the game. Eh. Eh. That's like saying, oh, like. You're going to be disappointed the for The Bears special a teams weeks. had Devin Hester. Next so, four or five yeah. weeks, you're going to be disappointed. Never do. Don't, 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 did you literally just compare? I did not. What I'm saying is. You realize you Devin Hester, Devin you, Hester I, is in I the did, Hall of Fame because you, of his kicker. You kind of did, though. You no, 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 I did. I did. I did. What I'm saying is. That is a part of defensive special teams. Okay, so how many more kicks? How many kick returns is Devin Duvernary? Devin they scored the have. same amount of points how many? without the kick return. I don't know. What I'm saying is, I bet have you right now that he is same, zero. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. But that defense has scored 11 points before without getting a, a, a kick return. They played the Jets. All right. Well, then. So basically, draft, draft teams that play the Jets or they play, you know, the Patriots. All right. All right. So you're just going to discount the Miami game. All right. Why is he upset? <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like you just go. I mean, like like you can't. I'm not discounting the Miami game. I'm just saying it's important to realize that they like return the opening kickoff. That's six points. All right. So the three interceptions they got versus yeah. Mac Jones, who don't throw the ball that that much, and who who doesn't versus Mac deep. Jones, who like basically, he, I think he came into the game banged up. All right. All right. So hey, yeah. Versus Mac Jones. Right. Don't you think Mac Jones is a fraud? Like, aren't you like yes. the biggest Mac Jones hater? Yeah. I think so he's why a are you fraud. surprised that they like he threw three interceptions? Because I don't think that Mac Jones throws the ball deep, and I don't think he throws in the coverage. I don't think he throws short he does. little dump offs. Nah. And he to get does. three interceptions against Mac Jones, I think that's something oh, to keep man. an eye on. So, so the surprise defense for me. Are y'all finished? By the way, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. the surprise defense for me is actually <laughs> the, the Bills. 
The Bills? Yeah. yeah. Now, they were the first defense I saw drafted in the most drafts. Yeah, so yeah. Early, too. People, yeah, people. But I always looked at those picks like you're drafting the defense way too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, and I say that like I have like the numbers in front of me. I'll just be bullshitting. But <laughs> historically, like every time, every draft Don't season, the first, <laughs> the first defense we take, once the season playoffs, doesn't end up being the, the top defense. Yeah. Like, yeah. like every year, that it's like the defenses rotate. You know who the top defense is. So with everybody drafting Buffalo first and then them actually proving that they were worth that pick, to some extent, that surprises me. Now, the season might still play out. Um, they're obviously dealing with a lot of injuries right now. This last game, their whole secondary was out. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you know, Miami. Think they, they may have lost a linebacker. Yeah, Miami yeah. was obviously able to kind of beat them. Um, so, you know, they might come down to earth a little bit more. Um, but the way they just dismantled the Rams. Yeah. And then who was that second team they played on primetime? Was it Monday Night Football? Titans. The Titans. Yeah. The way they just kind of killed them, both games on prime yeah. time, it was just embarrassing. It was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing was in my home league, somebody dropped the Bills yesterday. And I really looked at it like, wow. Hmm. Like, how yeah. did you drop yeah. the Bills? <clears throat> and I, I, think I definitely put in a waiver yeah. plan for them. So. I, think, I think my favorite uh, or my surprise defenses have been a couple. I think I got to put the Jags up there just given where I thought that they were going to be. They look, you know, not just competent, but like look like they really get after. And I like how they play uh, from a defensive standpoint, particularly in this league, where they don't need to like, you know, blitz a lot. Like mm-hmm. their, you know, their front, their D line can get a lot of pressure. So I'm interested to see kind of where that goes. Uh, Philly defense looks very, very good. Their D line looks, you know, really good. The cornerbacks are playing mm-hmm. uh, very, very well right now. Uh, that may be like kind of, you know, that in their O line may be actually be the best part of the team. Uh, you know, to be honest. Uh, and then who's the last one? There was one was one other team that uh, oh uh, yeah two the Bucks defense mm-hmm. look really really good mm-hmm. they look really really good uh, and I think in the right matchups they're a team that looks like they could like really be like you know uh, weak winners for you uh, and then the Green Bay Packers defense the Packers defense. Um, you know, I know in leagues that I'm in, they're not on the waiver wire. You know, they've been picked up, or like I spent a lot of fab trying to get them. I love the upcoming schedule, but I love what I saw against the uh, Bucks. I know the Bucks were depleted. I know they struggled. You know, that first week against uh, Minnesota, but I think that that D line is, you know, or that um, defense as a whole is is, is going to figure things out. Uh, and I think that's a defense also that could, uh, you know, really do a lot of damage as far as Who's great the turnovers. Packers pass rusher, their main pass rusher. Yeah, they lost. I couldn't. I couldn't even give you the name of them. To be quite honest. Oh, by the way, Jacksonville, Philly, they play this week. Both third and fourth ranked defenses, according to FFPC. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah. To see this week, I think it really what's going to really um, be evident or revealed from that game is really who Jalen Hurts really is. Mm-hmm. I think that's really a test for Jalen Hurts because I'm not saying the Jags are world beaters. I don't know what they are. They might yeah. be. They might not be. But they're a defense that is to be respected. They're they're good on all three levels. Yeah. So if Jalen Hurts can can really show what he's been showing against them with with very little resistance, mm-hmm. I think that Eagles team is is a ridiculous threat. Surprise, surprisingly, the Atlanta Falcons defense is a seven ranked defense. I think they've had a lot course. of touchdown returns, mm-hmm. maybe two, and you know that skews a defense's mm-hmm. yeah. numbers quite a bit. Um, the only problem with the the Falcons is 
I don't see any game in which they're probably going to favor. Mm-hmm. I think they're always going to be yeah. underdogs, mm-hmm. which means they're yeah. not really going to be able to dominate a team. Yeah. You know, it's always going to be a, a game yeah. where their secondary is so so. They got, you know, one good corner. Yeah, they got AJ Terrell. They got, yeah, they got, you know, they got Grady Jarrett. Jackson. So, yeah. Jarrett, yeah. They yeah. got some guys, Jackson, but sorry, yeah. <clears throat> there's going to be matchups where you're not going to like playing them. Yeah. And really, I don't really see any specific matchup against a, against a weak opponent where you might say, I want to play him. And even when you do play him, it's probably not going to be a confident yeah. you know, yeah. insertion into your lineup. So, yeah. How disappointed are you in this New Orleans defense? I, like, that was a defense that I had n- nearly across the board. And they're, what, third worst defense in the league, yeah. according to FFPC. Like, like, I'm just dropping New Orleans – their offense is too bad for them to rip. Like That's their really offense is hurting yeah. their defense. It's the, it's the yeah, offense. yeah. It's the I, I agree with that. I agree. And with we, that. we thought that because they kept their offensive coordinator, it was mm-hmm. going to be the same offense. I don't see the same offense. No, I honestly no. think that there is a decent chance that we could see Winston getting benched. I think, I he think might already be benched. I think <laughs> that they are going to hold him out, and maybe this is wishful thinking. And wishful hoping for all my Kamara shares. Hmm. But I just I watch too many games where he's just constantly looking to make some big play. Mm-hmm. And you listen. I mean, we all have seen the Winston videos. We've heard the interviews. So you can pretty much just extrapolate that same personality to on-field play. Like, I'm convinced of that now. Like, he has zero interest in checking it down. He has all the interest in the world in terms of being the guy, making the big plays, you know, throwing the ball up and, you know, just, you know, hoping for the best and hoping his guys come down and get it with, as opposed to just like, man, Alvin Kamara is right there open in the flat. Like, yeah. if you hit him against that linebacker, like, he could do damage. Yeah, speaking of, I'm sorry, to interject, and we'll go, but when I was talking about those rookie wide receivers, mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. to mention Olave. Yeah. He might yeah. be at the very top. Yeah. yeah. He might be at the very, very top end. Um, but with that being said, going back to what you're saying, with Dalton – Potentially taking the job, do you yeah. think that's going to hurt Alave? Because Alave is yeah. a oh yeah the air yards leader absolutely in the in the league yeah and the air yards top three or something yeah and I don't for the, me the air yards sound like a well I mean thing. it's just a way to, I, I, it's just I, a way to show that yeah, I mean, players yeah. running the deep routes a lot yeah. and targeting him a lot yeah. and I think Alave so, is more than that like I think he's yeah. more than that so I think if you know Michael Thomas continues to get hurt. Then I think it's not going to hurt Alave too much because maybe he loses out on those air yards. If but guess Thomas what? Michael Thomas is out. He's going to take Michael yeah, Thomas' role. Yeah, but guess what? Like Michael Thomas is out. He takes over those. You know, he replaces those uh, air yards that led to like you know at times not a lot of fancy points with right. like high. You know, with uh, you know high percentage. High percentage. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if yeah, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are healthy, yeah, I think it hurts. I think yeah. it hurts quite a bit. Because uh, you could even see Jawan Johnson now performing a little bit better. Man. But I think Kamara really starts to, you know. Jawan Johnson, I, it's still <laughs> up to up to be determined because Adam Troutman played a lot last game too. Yeah, but he mm. blocks a lot. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Jawan Johnson is just Juwan running right. Jo- and, he's not, and I'm not starting Jawan Johnson. I, I, I had my Jawan Johnson last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm, not, you know, I'm, not, I'm not playing him this year. But uh, 
but I, th- I do think Kamara could benefit from Dalton. I'm hoping, and I think, you know, this team, the defense is that good and they have that amount of weapons. You just need somebody who's going to operate the offense, who can not going to turn the ball over, yeah. who can move the ball. Like these, like these last minute heroics, like not being able to move the ball the entire game, that's going to help out everybody. It's going to help out all my LUT shares. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know? <laughs> the contract they, g- they gave Winston, you still hold I don't on to Will Lutz. Say what? You still hold on to Will Lutz? Yeah. Still hold on to Will Lutz, man. Oh, I think the contract they gave Winston is going to make them make it easy for them to move on from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's nothing really holding yep. him back. If it's just evident that Dalton is a better option, Dalton is going to get his opportunity to prove yeah. he's the mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. And if he does it, then hey, sorry, Winston. He yeah. goes on to the next. Yeah. So. All right. So let's talk about kickers last. I hate to talk about kickers last because I think kickers are an important part of fantasy. And I think it's often overlooked. I can't seem to get it right. Does Linda still put out her weekly list she of does, kickers? But it's all- so it's on a website now, and it's not uh, like her specific list. Okay, it's like one of those things where they have other analysts, and they all have their rankings. Yeah, and it's all listed. Down I, just they, they list. a, I just they, want her. Yeah, they give a, a composite of all the rankings, but then yeah, you yeah. click on her name, and it will show just her list. Okay, yeah. so it, it, it doesn't look as nice as what she used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> she used to break it down so that was nice clutch. In her yeah. little way. Yeah. Yeah. She had <laughs> colors and everything. Was she accurate week three? I don't. Week three, there was a lot of kicker duds. Like, I mean, there was a lot of kicker duds. I don't think so. I don't think so. Last year, she was clutch. Listen, listen, she was clutch. But this, like I said, this one, she doesn't have the colors. Uh, I think that hurts a lot. Yeah. The colors were allowing her to show what she was very, very confident in. Mm -hmm. What she was like, like, it's a subtle, subtle play. But now it's literally just rankings, like one through 32. No, no, no. Linda. If you if you listen to this pod, she don't listen to us, man. I know, I know. But still, <laughs> if you listen to, to this hey, pod, somebody, somebody who knows know Linda, Linda. <laughs> yeah, or who yeah. knows someone yes. who knows Linda, <laughs> color Just code how strongly <laughs> you are in the color kickers. code, man. We'll pay for it. I bet it's a situation where she works less though and gets paid more though, probably because yeah. she's with yeah. a, a company now. Yeah. Uh, she's okay. with the Matthew Berry of uh, Fantasy Life Group. Uh, okay, uh, okay, okay. So you still blocked blocked by uh, Matthew Berry? I guess. Yeah. I don't see why I wouldn't be. I mean, but I, I mean, I don't, there's no, people like Matthew Berry, I don't care to follow him because he's not really giving me any information that I can't get anywhere else. Like, Matthew Berry's more for the subtle. That doesn't matter. It's the fact that you're blocked by oh, Matthew yeah, Berry. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. you got access to the site. Right, right. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. No, this is just a website. Anybody, you don't have to subscribe or anything, so. All right, guys. So, how do you feel so far about your fantasy teams, are you just like, you know what, I'm not even really looking, like, this is too early for me to kind of gauge how well I'm doing, or do you feel pretty good about how you drafted this past season? Man, I'm never, I never feel good about how I drafted, because I'm always like, if I didn't get it perfect, I'm just not, I'm just upset. Hmm. And I know I'm never going to get it perfect, but you know, just, you know, that's just kind of how I am. Uh, as far as kind of like, you know, I got three and O teams. I got O and three teams. I got one and two teams. I got two and one teams. Uh, I mean, there may be like a few teams where I look at it and I'm like, this team is trash. This team is not going to make it. I don't care how much effort I put. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much I pray. Yeah, I don't care yeah. how much I hit on fab. This team is probably not going to make it. Now, I'm still like, you know, grinding that league. You're not, you know, nobody's going to get anything for free. Uh, but you know, I can kind of look at that team and say, you know what? Like I just, I made a lot of mistakes, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm struggling, but that's, that's, you know, that's, that's very few. I think most teams, I feel like, you know, even if it's like an 0 and 3 team, I can mm-hmm. feel, you know, strong that like, 
it's not going to take much for this team just to like catch fire. Yeah. You know? And I think that's how, you know, with the way, you know, every, every year is different. I feel like this year has been kind of unique in that the first three weeks have been these just like explosion performances. Mm-hmm. So it's really been like, have you had one of those or two of those guys that's exploded? Mm-hmm. Have you had a couple of those guys in your lineup who like got injured in games? Mm-hmm. And that can like really sway, you know, a win loss. So I, I honestly, I just don't even pay attention to win loss. I don't pay attention to points. I, don't, I couldn't tell you where anything is ranked. Where I'm like, we're in the league. I don't even know we're in the league together. <laughs> but we're in the league. I had no clue like where. Like I, I have no clue about any of this. It's really I'm what is this team right doing? Now. It. Beat him. Oh, I'm killing him right now. But it's alright. Good. Really? That's why he doesn't know. <laughs> you mean right now this week? Well, no, like no, no, like I just lead in our league right now, so I just oh, see how. Okay. Why, why is he talking so? <laughs> but anyway, like you know, like yeah, I'm not you know. So like for me, like and this is always like I just don't even pay attention to it. Like I had no you know, yeah. don't even pay attention to like standings, uh, records, points, or anything like that. Really, it's just focus on whatever team I got. Like how can I get this team better? Like how can I make this team better? You know, just grinding out. Trying to score as more as many points as possible every week, yeah. and that comes with like the kickers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> damn it, Lutz. <laughs> <laughs> Dio, Dio. So how are you doing so far? Like, do you know, like, like overall, just like, kind of how you're faring so far, or are you just like? Nope, I mean, yeah, I pay I'm attention to all of that. <clears throat> pay attention very closely in real time, but <clears throat> excuse me, but um, I think there's not much to gather from what we've seen thus far because I haven't really seen too much consistency through these three weeks Mm -hmm. like i said i've seen peaks and valleys from every single player across the board and the few players that i haven't seen valleys from they're getting injured like Mm amon ross st brown he's been he's got hurt recently Mm -hmm. um i mean injuries have hit really hard and i think it's like we're catching up to those injuries that we weren't seeing in training camp time Mm -hmm. now we're actually seeing them in the first three weeks, you know, yeah. and, you know, little hamstrings, ankles, things like that, things you come to expect. Uh, but but I don't see certain players as like if you don't have this player other than, OK, there's two players that I would see that with. Um, and that would be Lamar and Hurts. Mm-hmm. I feel like teams with those players are probably going to be doing solid because mm-hmm. they've been doing so well. Um, but other than that, there's not many players that I, I, I really look at and say, if you don't have this guy on your team, or or if you have this guy on your team, your team is doing great, mm-hmm. you know. So I think things are going to kind of average themselves out to some extent. Um, I, I think there's teams like Abby was saying that are zero and three that probably still make the playoffs. Yeah. I think there's teams that are probably three and zero that probably will miss the playoffs. Yeah. You know, it's that much variation at the moment. Now, you know, obviously it's it's it an e it is a kind of a active a process. Mm-hmm. So those three no teams, I would hope they're not just kind of just kind of wrestling the laurels yeah. and just saying this is that great. My team is great. Let me just ride it out. I would hope they're also grinding the waiver wire and make sure they they put their start, starts and sits properly. So you know, obviously they can kind of keep it going, just kind of how they make adjustments. But um, just general player selection and team construct as as is, I think things can change quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I actually like hearing people maybe kind of feel like their season is over or they're giving mm. up mm-hmm. because the big thing with FFPC, even bigger than really standing sometimes is point total, mm. you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, you, I mean, you can have a, a team that's scoring like 120 week in and week out and you're like nowhere near the top. 
But then, like, those fat last four weeks, if you just, for some reason, something happens and you hit 200 four weeks straight, yeah. you can sneak in the tournament. You can yeah. be, like, at the very bottom. There was a team I had last year that I, I swear to you was, like, the bottom three team mm-hmm. in the yeah. standings. Yeah. But I was in the playoffs. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, so <clears throat> again, I pay attention to win losses mm-hmm. just because, I mean, that's that's just the – the the basic nature of playing fantasy football, you want to win your matchup, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't let it really affect my my approach yeah. or how I even view my team. Um, if anything, if I lose, it just shows that there's other teams that are scoring a lot of points too, so I got to catch up. Yeah, it's, know, yeah, so. yeah. For me, it's like bulletin board material. You like, did I win this? Like, let me look at this matchup. Damn, I lost this matchup. I started such and such over who? Yeah. Lock it away. Put that up on the bulletin board. Like, all right, we got to get better. We got to yeah. get back to but the then, grind. Okay, so you look we at gotta player, get better. We got to get better. You look at a player like Bateman, right? Bateman week one. He he did okay. I think he scored a touchdown. I think he had like one catch, though. Yeah. Like this one long touchdown. Got yeah. like two targets. Yeah. So it's like, man, do you want to play him? Yeah, no. Then the next week, if you didn't play him, he scored two touchdowns. Yeah. Off, I want to say two or three targets, right? So it's like, wow, he had a lot of points. But see, then you play him in week three, and he has a dud again against like two or three targets. But that, I, that's why I don't, for me, like start sits go beyond that. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like we talked about the Chase Edmonds, he scored a touchdown tonight, but I don't think he really did all that much outside of that touchdown. Right. Knowing he scored two touchdowns last week, I, I had zero interest in playing him, and I would have been fine with whatever outcome because right. I knew based on the snap totals, I knew based on the uh, carries, and you know, you know, uh, and based on his usage, that he was not someone that like I would have been okay starting. And if he didn't produce, I would have been pissed and mad at myself. Yeah. So like when I, you know, when I'm looking at like my start sit decisions, it's not necessarily that I, you know, that this guy scored more points than the other guy. It's like, did I make the right call? I can be okay if a guy put up a dud. Mm-hmm. I have no issue yeah, with that. Yeah, but if a guy blows up on your bench, you're going to feel some type of way. Not really. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. Like a Njoku. A guy like, scores 30 points and he's just sitting on your bench. Like that Njoku. Njoku hurt me. That, so for me, like I had a lot of people like text me like, there he is. Like, oh my God, he's on the bench. And like, Who? Njoku. Oh, okay. Yeah, when he went off week three. And, like, honestly, like, I didn't feel any type of way about not starting him. Like, what led you to wanting to start him that week, you know? Yeah. Now, if you if you had, like, kind of – if you felt like, okay, the Steelers can't guard the tight end very well, you felt like he was going to be a big – You're a process then, over results type mindset. In that situation. Yeah, I got you. I mean, I'm in just, the end, results yeah, matter I, I, the most. Exactly. But exactly. in the end, so, results yeah, matter the most. Yeah. But the, the, the start-sit decision, you're making, what, eight to nine start-sit decisions – over a 17-week period, that's a lot of start-sits throughout the entire course of the yeah, year. So there has to be some process in that. It can't be just like – because if we're always constantly chasing last week results, especially mm-hmm. from like the non-high-end guys, mm-hmm. you're going to end up with a lot of holes in your lineup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was like the, you know, I kept you know, uh, texting you guys like, do I start Amari or do I start Hunt? Mm-hmm. Do I start Amari or do I start, do I start Hunt? And – what I was doing was like, let me hedge until I can kind of figure this out. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of got to a point where, like, depending on the situation, obviously, where I feel like, okay, it's really just Amari unless I feel like this is just a bad situation for Amari, you know? Uh, and so you try to refine the process. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I think that's kind of what I want to do from a start sit. Because I think start sits, it's like an underrated aspect of fantasy. You know, mm-hmm. 
the waiver wire is funny because all you got to do to figure out who's the top waiver wire ad is go through the box score. That's it. Yeah. Who, went, who blew up this week? Oh, Matt Collins blew up this week? Let me throw like a $200 on Fab. What is the likelihood that Matt Collins is going to be a thing throughout the week? Now, you can definitely play the Hunter Renfro may not be healthy, may still have a concussion. You know, maybe they continue to double uh, or bracket uh, Devontae Adams. But, you know, do I want to chase those points in that situation? You know, and there's a lot of guys like that. I'm not just kind of zeroing in on him. But for me, like. I'm really trying to make sure that I, I make that Matt accurate decision. Matt Collins was producing a fair amount even before Renfro went down. Yeah, but enough Renfro. to start. I think we started him last week because of the injury. Right. You know, and because I'm just saying, leader. I think <clears throat> there's a non-zero chance uh, Matt Collins might be a thing this year. If you really look at the situation, he's the wide receiver three. They don't really have anybody else. Renfro and him play different type of, of receiver roles. Renfro can go deeper. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Hollins can go deeper while Renfro will be more of that, you know, intermediate short zone. But I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah, nah, I, I just nah, think he's one of those guys where he actually might. I think with if time. everybody's healthy, there's a tough guy to start. Well, the, the only person that wasn't healthy was Renfro. And like I said, I think I know before Renfro got hurt last game, he was because Renfro got hurt at the end of the game. Yeah, and he was still he produced that whole game. But we'll see. I mean, yeah. it's still early. All right, guys. That's it. That's all we got for this week. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out. Peace.